Previously on Wild Endeavors. Deep within the cursed halls of Dryston Manor, the party struggled to maintain their sanity as they searched for a way out. After finding the final key, they came face to face with the dark heart of the mansion. The house manifested a many-limbed abomination, but the creature was no match for their combined might. Finally, the house admitted defeat and released the party, leaving them to ponder this strange land and what new horrors might be in store for them. This is The Shadows Campaign, featuring Amy Jostino as the tiefling thief, Calico Bane. Uh, and I look at Quinn and I say, it's a, I'm, a, I'm a good kind of thief. Adam Rogers as the human fighter, Hans Greger. Do we take the chinchilla with us? Yeah, man. Okay. Just, I want to make sure the chinchilla. Evan Chamberlain as the elven wizard, Leandros Lubakar. I would like to summon the monster. And Devin Salisbury as the human gunslinger, Quintus Arias. I'd like to, from the shadows, take aim on the guy while she's doing all that, too. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, your DM, and absolutely not somebody who forces you to fight children. Thomas, why do you keep making us fight children? I haven't made you fight a single child. Why do you keep <laughs> well, placing children in our vicinity that seemed evil? Uh, we may never know. glass were feeling pretty good. There was no way that Justicar, who was chasing them, could have followed them here. They had a hot meal and several drinks warming their insides. It would be several minutes, at least, until the barkeep realized they left without paying. And now, two beautiful women were leading them somewhere a little bit more private. Away from the dimly lit town square, the streets of Charwood were even darker. In between the occasional box of light cast from somebody's kitchen window, the two women and the Glass Brothers virtually vanished into the shadows of this sunless place. The women had just led the brothers down another side street into a somehow even darker place when one of the shadows detached from the wall and stepped in front of them. These boys are not for you, the figure says. Why don't you run along? When it seems like the women intend to stand their ground, the figure brushes aside their cloak, revealing a pair of black steel sabers. I don't ask twice, says Whisper, who used to be called Caranilo. The women let out low hisses and slink backward into the night. The confused glass brothers share a glance and look longingly after their departing beauties. Then they whirl on Whisper as one. Oi, you didn't have to do that. No. I didn't have to, but since someone wants you alive, I decided to. They have a saying in these parts, blood for the blind god. I just saved you from finding out what that means. Don't trust anyone here. Now, more importantly, did you bring what the master asked for? The brothers give each other a knowing glance and smirk when she says master. Then Anatoly produces a box just large enough to fit two grapefruits. The walls and lid are made of panes of amethyst. The edges are lined with the almost blood-like bronze that marks true grommel crafted in dwarven soul forges. Good. Now go to the keep. The town folk will be hunting you soon. It's best if you run. In another shared glance, the brothers appear to trust that her warning is not idle, and they quickly make their way north and out of the town. As they go, Whisper looks back down the south road. Out over the fields, Dryston Manor slouches like a slathering beast. She looks, half expecting to see movement on the crossroads, a blue flash of teleportation magic. She half hopes, but doesn't count on it. Then, if you're coming, please hurry. We're running out of time. And now, Chapter 16, Sorrowmore. Before you, the small path leads down from the house back to the crossroads. 
The heavy mists that obscured the surrounding area no longer swirl in that strange pattern that seemed to beckon you to the small village just down the road. Now, cozy-looking lights glance out across the empty fields between the manor and the village. You see, standing um, in the crossroads, is a man and a small horse-drawn cart. He sees you coming out of the house, and he, he waves at you, kind of waves you over, hops down from his, from his perch at like the, the driving platform uh, of the cart, and goes around to the back. Aren't we like in a pocket dimension? It's not a full-on pocket dimension. Um, right, but it's, it's like a, sh- a side shift. Yeah. Okay. I just kind of look at the, the group. Be on your toes. I don't trust anything here. I'm standing up right here. Well, you, I, I don't think you understand what I'm saying, human. Uh, stay frosty. The guy by the cart waves again and says, Your friend, he needs help? Oh, the, the one he's carrying? Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> Although the other three of you beyond Leandros are probably covered in gore and, like, rotting petrescent ooze. So I don't think any of you, like, really look healthy <laughs> at the moment. But, uh, That's fair. Do I but there is man? one body slumped over Han's shoulder, so... Yeah, he's uh, dead. Yeah, he's <laughs> unfortunately passed. We appreciate the help. Who are you? Unless you have something you can do to bring him back, we would all be very, very glad. No, no, it's okay. I think it's been far too long (laughs) that he's been gone. Do Um, I recognize this man? No, if you if you guys have kind of approached as, as this is happening, he is a human man, probably in the back end of middle age. His hairline kind of starting to slide back on his head a little bit. There's more salt than pepper at, at his temples. His clothes seemed very well made, but old, kind of in the same way that the the house felt almost like upper middle class, but somehow just old. Not quite just totally out of style, but just you you would expect the clothes of this age to be more tattered, and these aren't. It's just kind of an odd feeling of age. He introduces himself. He, well, first of all, he says that he's sorry about your, your friend's demise. He says, ah, my name is Cornelius Israel. Happy to help uh, any of you who are living. I have some supplies here, but I have some, I could have some hot food and a place for y'all to stay back at my house if you wish. Your house doesn't have to be similar to the house we just left, is it? <laughs> no, dear. No, dear. That's uh, that's precisely why I'm here. I figured this house may have caught some people up, and on the chance you've made it out alive, you might need some help. Okay. Hmm. I'm okay. I'm gonna keep my. Uh, I'm just gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna keep my eyes on this guy while if, if we're gonna do it. Can we like roll anything to see if he's being truthful or appears genuine? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you might be on the lookout for. And then it would be like a discern reality, so... Yeah, his right. tone and like his facial, like his mannerisms, I don't know. I don't know that I'm trained in that or anything, but Hans has met a lot of bad people so far, so I don't know if you know. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, so go ahead, roll plus whiz. Okay, hopefully it's a good roll. He knows nothing. It was a four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so mark experience... And I'm going to mark that over here. That, that sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, that sounds telling. <laughs> it might be. So, I mean, as far as, as you can tell, Hans, seems very sincere. He seems kind of like a tired old man, well-meaning, but beyond that. I mean, do we know where we need to go at this point? Wouldn't, like, Calico be leading the way now? Sure. Like, <laughs> do I see any, like, tracks around, like, of other, like, people or stuff that's been around? I mean, you're standing in a crossroads. There's there's plenty of tracks of you know, horses and carts and people who have been through this area at varying times. Okay. As far as, like, in terms of what you're looking for, probably you're not going to find it right. by looking at the tracks. I feel like we should go to this guy's house, get a rest or whatever we need. We probably need to rest because we've been through hell. And regroup in the morning and hope that he doesn't kill us. And if he does, I think we, we'll be able to take him. Can I ask him if he lives alone? Uh, no. I live with my part. Alright. So, as of right now, there's two of them and four of us, so... I mean, we have nothing better to do right now. I might as well follow, <laughs> this, follow you back. 
Okay. A, a, um, a well-deserved rest, I feel like, is an order, and if you're offering, it's mighty kind of you. Well, we are. We all have to look out for each other around here. Speaking of around here, you, we just left like a really bad Airbnb. So, are you familiar with the house that we just left? And I kind of point back at it. Mm-hmm. I know of it. I have not been in myself, but uh, I can assure you my accommodations, though meager, uh, will seem much more relaxing than uh, the Hell House. Oh. Oh. oh, and I say, do you know who gave it that name? Those of us around town. What have you heard about it? Well, there's all kinds of disturbing rumors, uh, but then again, that not hard to find disturbing rumors in this area. Most of what I believe is that the house is some type of living thing that occasionally likes to eat people. Have you met anybody else that's left the house before? There have been stories. Uh, I always try to come out when I can. Um, Though usually by the time we hear of somebody who has wandered into the area and then wandered into the house, they are not to be seen again. You mentioned this town, and where are we exactly? You don't know? Uh, nope. Afraid to say, it kind of got turned around. Well, uh, I suppose if, uh, if it's on the maps anymore, uh, you might know it as Casaro Vale, named for the Casaro family. They own uh, pretty much everything you see around you, everything throughout the valley, all the way up to their the family keep. Um, that being said, those of us who are from around here tend to call it Sorrowmore. Sorrowmore? Yeah, it's a, uh, a clever play on the Casaro name. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps not that clever. <laughs> no, it'd definitely be fitting from what we've experienced so far. <laughs> you said you don't usually see people again, so does anyone ever leave this place that you have met? The house? Yeah. <laughs> Judging from your tone, Perhaps the city as well? Well, <clears throat> I had hoped to, uh, to break this news to you over uh, more comfortable accommodations, but seeing as you seem genuinely uh, unknown of this area, no one leaves Saramore. How long have you been here? <sighs> well, let's see, last year I celebrated my 54th name day, uh, but that would have been for the 423rd time. Uh, but then there's a couple years where I didn't have a name day. Um, the days don't always go in order here, and sometimes we lose one or end up reliving another. How did you get here? Oh, I was I was born here. I grew up here. I was here when the the Casaros first came. Was time normal before that? Oh yes, yes. We were we were a normal, if not boring, little hamlet for for plenty of time. What caused the the time shift? Well, I don't know the particulars, but you'd have to talk to somebody a little bit better versed in the arcane. Uh, but the Casaros happened. Um, something they was doing up in the in the keep. Something dark. Something evil. Are they still here? Oh yes. Oh yes. Does anybody talk to them? Oh no, no, no. Uh, you'll, you'll learn like we do to avoid them if you ever see them. Um, of course, they've, they've gotten good enough at hunting us that we rarely see them. We just notice somebody who's missing for a couple days while they've taken them and used them. Are they also responsible for the Hell House? No, no, I, I think that was the, uh, the family that used to live there that did that, uh, whatever they did to that house. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we can go back to his house, and then we need to, like, talk amongst ourselves. Uh, Cornelius, uh, as, as you lead us on the way here, um, have you come across two brothers by any chance? Might have gone by the name of Glass. 
Uh, well, I don't know if they were brothers, but a pair of gentlemen, uh, I use that term loosely, uh, did make their way into town uh, last night, which is why I knew to come out here, uh, or thought that perhaps if a couple people had wandered in, there might have been more with them. Uh, you have they... interest in these boys? Yes. You could say I have some pretty substantial business with them. Are they in town now? That I don't know. I could certainly help you find out. I'd appreciate that. If you can find that out after you take us back to your house, we'd be grateful. Of course. Of course. He motions like if somebody can sit up front with him, and then the, the cart is mostly empty other than there's a... I imagine kind of like a, a small, like, hay cart... And so there's, like, a couple little baskets back there. Like, one has some, like, bandages. One has um, some, like, hard tack and some salted beef. And there's a jug of what was probably, at one point, hot coffee. And it's now just kind of, of warm. And, you know, he says, you know, to help yourselves to any of that. Particularly, you know, the, the bandages. He sees you guys are in need of some of that. Does anybody want to sit up front with him? I would suggest that Hans should get the seat up front. That sounds like a great idea. And I go up and get Chaka. So, Leandros, just as you are about to get into the back of this cart, you hear laughter (laughs) coming from the fence by the house. And you turn to see Sirik standing and kind of leaning against the fence post. He says, well, it's not quite what I had in mind. But if that was the best you could do, I suppose it will have to suffice. That's does anybody one. else see him? No, it does not seem like anybody else sees him. He says, so that's one. I walk over. Son of a bitch, Sirik. What do you mean, just one? He touches that little ruby around his neck, and you suddenly feel a tightness around your chest, and you feel the air being squeezed out of you and you struggle as you as hard as you can you can't draw in another one and you begin to kind of gasp and your vision starts to grow dark a little and Sirik says dog don't ever speak to me like that again that he vanishes (laughs) and the rest of you see that Leandros had walked away and was you definitely noticed as he begins to gasp and is kind of staggering backwards and has now fallen over and is lying in the road gasping for breath. And Leandros, that darkness is closing around the edges of your vision. Hans, like, when he started gasping, like, leapt back out of the cart and started running toward him and then, like, kind of remembered that he's an asshole, so kind of slowed down. So, to just more of like, all right, it's my duty to go help him, but I'm not going to, like, rush anymore. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm so, gonna, I, like, I'm go gonna, to, like, pick him back up off the ground and brush him off. I'm going to draw my gun just to have uh, it ready. Can I speak at all? No, you can't speak. And, and Hans, as you go to help him out, like, he's still gasping. He can't breathe. He's starting to turn pale and a little bit blue. And Sirik is not there at all. No, he is left. And I'm just choking. Yep. Oh, uh, shit. I start, like, patting him on the back like I think he's choking on something and then waiting for him to, like, tell me to stop or, <laughs> like... <laughs> and then you are suddenly able to breathe again. <gasps> darkness. <coughs> and the darkness recedes from your vision and you slowly regain your breath. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I did not mean to, to be so... Uh, what's the word? I do this, like, with my hands at, at uh, Hans. I'm like, what's, what's the word? Uh, oh, you wouldn't know. I didn't mean to be so coarse. I, like, let let him go and he falls down. (laughs) That's fair. I say, like, what? who are you talking to? What happened? I look around. I I don't see Sirik. I just see Hans. Forget it. I I walk back over to the cart and I get, like, this nervous feeling in, uh, like, in my chest and in my gut. Well, shit. I might have fucked that one up. I help him back up into the back of the cart and then get back in the in the front and I assume we mosey along unless somebody else wants to get forced choked. <laughs> Once you are all in the cart, um, Cornelius taps the reins and gets his horse going, um, and it's you know kind of a, a slow walk in town. You're not you're not far from the village. 
It's only a couple minutes till you're, you know, in the, the village proper. It's a pretty small place. There's maybe two dozen houses um, spread around, like the village square. There's a couple of larger buildings, like you'd expect in a, a village of this size. A, a, you know, a blacksmith. Um, there's just kind of an open-air market where people can bring in their carts. And there's a couple other smatterings of like artisans, like weavers and potters and what and whatnot. At the far end of the village square, kind of opposite of the road that you guys are, are, are traveling up right now, there's a two-story, very squat-looking building with a shingle out front and a cauldron on it. It looks like any number of small village-type inns that you would have seen in your travels. And Cornelius guides the cart down one of the side streets, kind of just inside the village, and takes that down a ways to a small, squat little house. Looks like it's a one or maybe two bedrooms kind of size house. There's a little chimney coming out at the top of it without some smoke. There's like a small porch on the back of it. In most sense, it's pretty unremarkable, which is probably the best way that you can kind of think of to describe the rest of this village. There's a lot of grays. Any colors that you would see around on things are more of a washed out or muted variety. There aren't really any bright colors around anywhere. Even the, the street lamps, so there's only a couple of them, but even those, um, the flames on those seem kind of subdued. They don't seem to be like spreading a lot of light. And I think you realize that it's it's kind of hard to tell exactly what time it actually is, because there is a little bit of movement in the village, even though based on like the color of the sky you would think it'd be you know pretty deep night at this point but based on the way people are moving and kind of going about their business it could just as easily be the morning or the afternoon okay cornelius um you know, pulls the pulls the card up alongside the house does a kind of a loose tie with the horse on the on the post and then gestures you into the house it is just as kind of small on the inside as you thought. There's a middling size, like living room that seems to double as like the dining room and the kitchen as well. There's a door, which would be like to the back of the room, and then a door to the right side of the room. The door on the right is slightly open, and you can see that kind of leads into what looks like a bedroom. Everything is very neat, very tidy. There's a small, cozy looking fire burning the fireplace, and there is a large loom in one corner with a partially finished rug on the weft and weave. He welcomes you in, pulls in some extra chairs, offers to let you guys sit by the fire, says he can make some food or prepare some beds for you all or whatever you'd like. I mean, that'd be mighty gracious of you, sir. Very good. The, just the work of a moment. I'm not sure in the city, but do you, is there a trade of sort? Do you usually deal in, do you deal in gold at all? Or? Well, uh, barter is uh, by far the more preferred mode of transaction, but there there is definitely a trade in gold still. For the most part, most of us are, are pretty pretty normal, I guess you would say. Um, there's certainly other kinds of trade that are less savory, but uh, human. I mean, for all the help you're doing, at least take some of this for now, and I'll, I'll give him twenty gold. He's he kind of uh, you know just waves us. He's like I I, I appreciate the gesture, but I, I I cannot take your money. Well, again, everything you're doing, much appreciated. He nods his head and he said, I, "As I said, I just we gotta we gotta look out for people." Okay. He goes into the the bedroom and you can hear him kind of like shuffling some things around. All right, so he was gonna like find the brothers allegedly for us, right? Or find out if they were there. He did offer to do that, but you all have only been here about two minutes. And, um... I have my I gun say, out this whole time, too. Yeah. Like, I'm keeping an eye out. So I would say that's our lead, and... Or, like, this family that came in and fucked things up. I know everyone's afraid of them, but I feel like we're not afraid of people, so we would pay them a visit, too. Because if they messed it up, then they must know a way to get out. I would say if he comes back out, I want to like remind him, like, hey, um, I know it's late, but is there anyone that would know the whereabouts of the the two brothers that we mentioned earlier? Um, he says, well, it's uh, it's actually not late. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You'll you'll get the hang of it. It's uh, a little after sunrise. Oh, well, great. <laughs> um, so, do you know if you could get in touch with your contacts soon? Sure, I could I could ask around if you'd like. You're you're looking for the the boys that came into town last night? Yes. Yeah, so oh. Time. I know. I understand. Uh, you're pretty bleak on us ever getting out of here, but we're kind of a positive group, and time is of the essence. <laughs> We've made it through a lot. A house tried also, to eat us. Also, um, about the brother situation, if we could keep that as discreet as possible, Fair I'd appreciate point. it. Sure, I can. I can try. I mean, they are certainly, at least for the moment, the the talk of the the town. Like I said, we don't we don't often get visitors who make it into town alive. Did they come through the house too? Uh, I do not believe so. Okay. Do you think that will be the talk of the town now? So if you make your presence known, you certainly will draw some interest. Okay. All right. And I, like, go to walk over by the fire and, like, pretend I'm, like, warming my hands even though I'm really not that cold. But Is there a uh, private room that I could use for a little while? I, uh, I need some privacy, if you know what I mean. Well, of course, privacy is very important. He gestures to the the door that was at, like at the back of the room, and he says, "There's a there's a small office there that we use. Um, there's one other door in that room that leads out to the the back porch. If you're looking to get a little bit of air with your privacy, but uh, you are more than welcome to use the office. If my uh, partner does come home, just let him know that Cornelius has brought you here, and uh, he will be just as happy as I am to." Uh, make you feel at home as much as we can. Not in my head. I don't say anything to him. Okay. So then he turns and heads out through the, the opened front door. And you hear him messing around with the uh, the reins on the horse a little bit. And then you hear the, the horse kind of trotting off back towards uh, the denser part of the village. I want to do a couple things, if that's okay. Sure. First one, I want to go into that vacant room, the, the office he talked we was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to gesture Hans to bring Finn's body, and we'll put it in there for now. Forgot about the body. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't really made any comments about the body other than when he asked if he needed help, right? Right. And after you said he was dead, Cornelius hasn't really seemed to care much about it at all. It does not seem to bother him. Okay. He also <laughs> did walk out of Hell House, so... Yeah, okay. After that, I will dismiss Hans, thank you, and I will shut the door promptly. Okay. I want to clear as much space as possible with, uh, with like, some chalk that I have. Chalk oh, start he brings it back to life. I'm going to start drawing a seven-pointed star with a, a loose symbol with also a skull inside of it, like trying to draw a skull as well. Okay. Um, if you're wondering what this is, this is the unholy symbol of Sirik, and then I'm going to sit in front of it, and I'm going to attempt to contact Sirik. If you're wondering. I kind of got there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Making sure. So I want to start trying to contact him with, like, uh, my book in my lap. Start chanting something and allowing my my mage powers to start uh, taking over. Go ahead and roll the cast. Oh, not bad. Uh, it'd be an 11. I'll oh, lean over okay. to Hans and Calico and be like, he's not some sort of, like, necro, is he? <laughs> God, I hope not. Oh, God. Yeah, we haven't told us before. He just shut the door on me. I'm not sure. <laughs> what's going on? You guys, like, hear loud chant, Like, not loud chanting, but chanting. Um, and I imagine that the the room, like, the, the lights get very dim. As as soon as you slip into that, that kind of that other dimensional space where you can, can make this kind of contact with another plane, you hear just... <laughs> and then the spell is broken. Ah. I just begrudgingly, as you as you wish, my lord. Seeing how that failed, I I'm gonna burst through the door, just like slam it open, and I'm just gonna look at them like, the fuck are you people judging me for? And I'm gonna walk out the front door, and then I would like to go to the center of town. You said there's a smith there, correct? All right, I want to buy some armor. Okay. 
It's a pretty small, unassuming smithery. It looks like mostly what he's uh, working on is horseshoes and like farming implements, tools and things like that. You don't see a lot of actual armor there. There's a, a stout dwarf behind the, the forge hammering away at something as you come up. It takes him a little bit to notice you're there, but, but when he when he does, he sets his work down and picks up a, a cloth and kind of starts wiping his hands and walks over to you. Ugh, you're new. Well, for the foreseeable future, yes. I'd like to purchase <laughs> yeah, some... Yeah, foreseeable. I'd like to purchase some armor. I, I need it for about my size. I need it all black, and I need uh, two short swords. If you can do it, I'll pay premium price. <laughs> uh, well, it's uh, been a while since I smithed any armor or weapons, but uh, depending how premium your price is, I could probably do something for you. What's your going rate? Well, uh, what kind of armor are you looking for? Something that'll keep me stealthy. Probably something that's like um, a leather with chain sewn in. Something that could be stealthy, but also take a few hits. Uh, I know the two don't really mix well. Yeah, so you're probably better off looking for a tanner. Was there yeah. a tanner here also? Uh, yeah, well, you could find okay. I would. Okay, I'd go to the tanner for that, but okay. he can still make me a face mask, some arm greaves, and then like uh, shin guards, right? Yeah. Okay, I'd like those as well. And then I need two short swords. He starts taking some notes for you. He says he can do all that for 200 gold. Done. And because he's going to have to forge most of it, he said it'll take about two weeks. I imagine we'll probably be here that long. (laughs) Sonny, you have no idea. All right, well, uh, make it so. And then I'll go and contact a tailor, Tanner. Okay. Um, so it sounds like what you're looking for is like a like a type of studded leather. Yeah, like I guess a, studded leather. You're right. Okay. Think like Geralt from The Witcher, but you know. yeah, yeah, definitely okay. a studded leather. Then okay. Tanner says they could. Again, it's not something they uh, are doing a lot of these days, but he could probably do it for about a hundred gold. And he said it's going to take him at least a week. He could do it a little bit faster if you want to pay more, but no, nah, it's fine. I'm I'm low on funds because a certain somebody never paid me back because they're dead. The Tanner says, Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) You're welcome to stop in and check on the progress, but come back in a week and I'll have this ready for you. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. I will go back to the house and I will begin reading my book that I got. Okay. So what are the rest of you doing? I'm going to wait for, uh, I think, him to come back before I try to go out and explore the town. I don't want to make myself known around yet at least too much anyways okay calico are you waiting too okay so it's about two hours before cornelius comes back he says that they definitely were in town that's been the most of the gossip again it's just like hey there's new people in town it sounds like they are mostly believed to have been brothers they made a little bit of trouble in the inn ran off without paying for their drinks and the last anyone saw them the brothers were heading north Cornelius can it'll give you like kind of a, a general idea of the area. So Carsaro Vale itself is a, is a somewhat round valley surrounded by mountains. You are in the village of Charwood, which is pretty far south and kind of centered in the valley. To the north is the village of Darkwood, and on the other side of the forest is Havenwood. It's a very rich village. A couple days north of that, on top of the cliffs, is Karsaro Keep. To the west of Darkwood is the the area known as the Ranches, which is what it sounds like. It's, there's a bunch of cattle and like sheep ranches out that way. To the east is some farmland and the old mill, and there is a small church out that way as well, uh, but that has been abandoned. And there is a smattering of other small villages in the area, though Cornelius says most of them are smaller even than Charwood, and for some of them, calling them a village is pretty generous. So the last um, anybody saw of the brothers, they were heading north toward the Darkwood. 
So can I ask him, like, you, you said we can't leave. Like, if we were to just walk in a straight line, you're saying eventually we would just run into, a like, a wall? Well, no. It's not a physical barrier, per se. The forests that run between us and the mountains is so dense and gets so dark that you couldn't see a hound if you was nose to nose. No matter what anybody's tried, they soon found themselves walking back out of the forest and into the valley again. Some say when they came walking out, their compass was telling them they were pointing west when they were clearly pointing east. Those are the lucky ones. Most folk who try to leave the valley, well, we find their bodies a couple weeks later. We find them up in trees, in a room that was empty just moments before, face down in a pen with pigs chewing on them. All kinds of strange places. <sighs> then a couple weeks later, their ghosts come back. Most of them don't remember what happened to them. Are you familiar with the Darkwood? Um, not intimately. Is there people that live in there? There are things that live in there. I wouldn't call many of them people, but many of them were people at one point. All right. So if, if I may ask, and I uh, certainly do not mean to be rude, but uh, how did uh, y'all find yourselves here? Teleported here looking for somebody. Did you find them? Nope. Well, that is unfortunate. I was uh, chasing the brothers. They seemed to head into the forest, and on the way, I uh, kind of stumbled into what seemed uh, like a fog. Next thing you know, I was uh, running headfirst into the hell house. He, he nods like that's a very familiar tale. Uh, now this person that the, the rest of you were looking for, you're, you sure that they are here? Not 100% no. Um, a colleague of ours sent us here. They were able to trace their tele- another teleportation circle to this area, which was near the house. And so we proceeded in, and well, you know the rest. Yes, yes, well, um... I don't know if it will help you that there is, uh, there has been for some time quite a few people coming and going from those crossroads. We call them the silent ones, uh, as they uh, seem to have no interest in drawing any attention to themselves, and they're pretty good at staying hidden and staying quiet. Uh, we leave them to them themselves, and they seem to have no mind for us. That's interesting. That's... And where exactly do they go? We believe they are coming and going to Kasaro Keep. Although, uh, <laughs> oh my, listen to me, passing off my love of gossip as if it were fact. Okay, I said I know you said that we shouldn't go there, but it seems like that's where we need to go. Uh, well, I will certainly not stop you from doing what you feel you need to do. Uh, but I would hate for you to go there unprepared. If that is what you are set on doing, I, I am afraid that my partner and I can't help you much. Um, Quite all right. I think we can handle our own. I have the armor uh, preparing some things for myself. Does Calico still want the silence? I don't even know. I forget. <laughs> like, I forget what her... I forget too, so... The silence my was the bad was... part of the class, right? Right. Am I familiar with the class at all? Or any of that? Or the silent people? I don't think so. They do not operate much at all in, in Praham, which is where you would have spent most of your time, or in right. that area. So Because yeah. they, they were, the class was like just kind of starting to spread down that way, and kind of had just set up in Arthamore okay. not too long before, like the Wayward Sons and everybody met up with them there. So Okay, cool, cool. So you'd probably actually want to go to the dark? Well, I mean, they said that they headed north, and if that keep was to the north, could have went where the brothers headed off. They're, they're pretty tricky fellows. All right, so I maybe I'll look at Leandros and say, now that we're out of the house, we need a clear direction. Master Then was dead set on the silence, and that is why we came here in the first place. Is that still your direction? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would ask the same with Calico. Do you still want to find the silence with us? Yeah. And then I look at Quintus and I say, it appears that uh, our path appears the same. So would you like to stay together? Well, I mean, we've come this far. Um, if you're willing to help me track down these brothers, then I can definitely consider uh, consider looking past any sort of earlier transgressions. And, uh, transgressions. <laughs> if these silent whatever they are, if they're as bad as you guys are saying they are and whatnot, maybe they do need to meet some justice. I don't speak for everyone, but if you will help us, I will help you. Is there any way I can sense anything off of him? Off of Hans? Yeah, when I do that. I mean, I'm I'm not too familiar with a lot of stuff, but I mean, I, I just I don't, I don't know I don't know how to describe how I would look for it. Does he feel clammy? Does he feel like does anything feel off about? No, the he way feels he's acting. Solid as a rock. Like this guy is confident and strong and uh just your type (laughs) he's very sexy Uh, i don't know if you see i don't know if you've seen him flip his hair it's really nice (laughs) uh, quentin's uh personal stuff right now so um yeah 100 all right i can follow this guy for now i can trust him a little bit Cornelius, I, I think we'll rest here for the day slash night. We have to. We we must set out on the in the morning. We have. We still have unfinished business. Oh, very well. You are. You are very welcome to stay here. And yeah. I need a week. I will agree to Can the you week. Just leave him behind. <laughs> <laughs> a week on this plane feels like a long time. Oh yeah, days. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go search the forest. You can like do some things during that week if you wanted to start like doing some reconnaissance you don't have to just like sit in Cornelius's house and okay the wall. I mean a Hans maybe maybe I'll ask Calico like to if we want to go to like the edge of the dark wood and kind of see kind of scope the area out before we go in maybe and we do that for yeah. a couple of days maybe we like do like some stakeouts to see if there's anybody coming in and out True. I definitely would like to get a part uh, of that. The other thing is that as my new thing, I added the connections so that whenever I put the word out to the criminal underbelly of a town, um, something I want or need, I can convince somebody to get it for me. Ooh. If I roll well, mm-hmm. that is. Okay. I don't know what I want or need. I guess information on the silence. Are you just kind of like, I guess, how are you going about trying to make some of these connections or how are you going about putting that word out? Are there bars in that town? There's a, there's a little bar in the inn that's right off the town square. Is that the only one? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go there and look for a person that I can kind of just tell is like a criminal type. Okay. And sit down with them and try to get information. I guess I want to know, um, like these silent people, what are they doing and how often they go through there and what kind of stuff they take with them and bring back. Okay. So roll, uh, plus cha. It's an eight. You have to settle for something close or, or strings um, attached. yeah, it comes with strings attached. Can they tell me what sort of strings are attached? He says that there is, uh, an old hag that lives out toward the old mill. Mm-hmm. If you can steal something from her little hut and bring it back to him, he give you some information. Well, that sounds easy. I am a thief, after all. He says that you look like it. I take offense to that. He says you shouldn't. I like it. <laughs> oh, mm. sitting on you. In this kind of world, I don't want to live, so... Sorry, dude. <laughs> It's a, a basilisk tooth, like mm. a little necklace. And like because it's his, he's afraid that they can like use that to cast spells on him. So he wants to get it back. Cool. I mean, it's maybe a day's ride from Charwood. Okay. Um, um, can I also, like, I'm sorry, to, during this time, can I start um, ritual casting like a levitation spell in, a, in my cloak? If you want to enchant your cloak with mm-hmm. levitate, you could definitely do it, but it's going to be like that's going to be all you can do for like about a week. So if they go do anything, you won't be able to take part. So like if they're going to go to this witch's hut, you can't. 
go with them. I didn't. I did not plan on it. Just so you know. Okay. Or if you have a magic item that you wanted to kind of like drain the power from, I think you can do it in a day. As it so happens, I have no magic items. <laughs> I think you would remember that Than had that magic sword that he is probably not using at the moment. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. No, if, it, if he's not using it, then I'm going to use it. Okay. So if it'll take a day to do that, then I will do that instead. Um, so the problem that you run into is that when you go to get Fen's sword... It's not it there, is, is it? No. Fucking Quintus has it, doesn't he? Leandros doesn't know that. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to do that thing where I walk in the door, or walk in the room, because I'm sure Fen's body is still there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look... And I'm going to notice it's gone, and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to just yell it out at everybody. Who touched my body? <laughs> I needed that sword that was with that body. Where is it? You asking me? I'm asking is the Is it room. in the house? Did we leave it behind? I tell him I feel like I would have felt a sword poking me while I carried this man. Cross. I'm going to so, cross yeah. my arms. I'm going to start tapping so my toe. Where is it? I really need it. I walk, I walk towards him and I put my arms out and I say, search. Hans, I don't need to search you. I know you didn't take it. So what do you say there, Calico? About what? The sword. I needed that sword. I didn't need the sword. I've got plenty of weapons and poisons. Do you want one? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Hold that thought. How about you, Quintus? I'm sorry, what? Do you have my sword? Your sword? Yes, my sword. Master Finn's sword. Master I, I, Finn, like, I like rack it, a I'm chamber his... in, my, in my gun. I was like, does it look like I need a sword right now? <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> can I can I do some type of investigation check here? Tell me a little bit more about how, like, what it looks like with you approaching him, asking him about this. Like, what are you doing? Like, what uh, what does that this little scene look like? I, I, am, I can only imagine that we're all, like clambered in this one little small room and Quintus is sitting down um, cleaning his gun and he kind of does the thing where he haphazardly points it at me when he says that but not in a like a threatening way more like in a yes I'm cleaning my gun but I'm also going to start turning it just a little bit towards your head that type of thing and I'm going to walk closer and just going to look down not, at him I'm not cleaning it I, I fully have it ready <laughs> <laughs> so you're just straight up pointing it at him just I mean so if he's well. stepping closer to me I need that sword for an enchantment. I'm, I'm very sorry that you're missing some sort of blade. So my question here is how yeah. how good at lying is Quintus? Ever. Does Quintus lie a lot? Not to people he trusts. <laughs> okay, okay. So morally gray. <laughs> I don't see a, a clear way for you to tell if he's lying or not right now. Yeah, I understand. Um, particularly because, like, you don't know him very well. And so I think it comes down to just, like, who do you trust more when they say they didn't take it? <laughs> well, I definitely don't trust him. <laughs> I'll say the, the person that you don't know or the thief who killed your friend or Hans. I, I trust Hans because it's Hans. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't trust Calico very much, but also I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, All right, fine. Be that way. I okay. uh, I do I do want to ask Calico something though, real quick. This is this I'm sure would probably be later on when it's just the two of us. That's okay. okay. Sure. That potion that you used on Hans. How many more of those do you have? Um. Why? Wait, does he know? I saw. Yeah, I saw yeah. her do that to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, but he's being a dick and not telling me. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> well, so far, pretty handy. Well, look, you keep doing what you're doing with Hans, but I have a feeling we might need some more. That's all I'm going to say. What? I think I'm going to use it against you. Give me a break. Hey, these are my poisons. I don't necessarily want your poisons. I just want to know if you have any more. That's all. I may. All right. Well... <laughs> And I might be able to make more. I may be able to make other variations. It's, look, it's that guy Quintus. I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you don't either. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't have and a reason not to trust him yet. I'm going to be frank with you. You and I both know what we're doing here 
he would not approve of. Which part? Uh, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, just keep that in mind. Noted. All right. Okay. So you're going to spend the week enchanting your cloak? Yep. What are the rest you want to do? Whether or not Calico comes with me, I was going to keep scouting the, the path that we were about to take and try and see if I saw people coming in and out or heading in that direction and not coming back or they were coming back. And if I did see somebody that was kind of like regularly every day, like taking a wagon or something into there and then coming back out from if there, I'm imagining there's a road or something that would continue to lead north. Like I would try to strike up some conversation with why don't you roll a discern realities for that? Nine. Oh, sorry. Nine. Um, yeah. So you get one. So okay. you can ask what happened here recently. What is about to happen? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who's really in control? And what here is not what appears to be? You can kind of take those and kind of tilt it in the direction of, like, the kind of... I know what you're kind of looking for. You know, you can kind of stretch the intention of those questions. I don't know, that last question kind of intrigued me. So, in talking with some of these, and it seems like it's mostly, like, farmers going along this road, like, bringing stuff in, particularly the road that goes north through the dark wood, and that seems to head out to the farms that way. So, it's not, like, heavily traveled, but there's... Uh, a decent number of farmers that come and go that way just about every day, bringing some crops in and they are, you know, taking their empty carts out or hopefully empty carts out. What you begin to notice is that not everybody on these carts um, seems to be corporeal. That is to say, it seems like some of them, even though they look like regular people, um, appear to be ghosts. Okay. And Cornelius kind of said there's people that tried to leave and died and the ghost came back right mm -hmm. okay so this might be that like knowing that now would i be able to ask one of the ghost-like people like yeah i want to say like there's something strange about you and i don't i apologize if i'm if i'm asking too much but uh a friend we met in town mentioned that there's ghosts in this place and i'm wondering if you're one of them this farmer kind of looks at you like you're a little bit off in the head and he said uh of course I am <laughs> like, <laughs> oh okay sorry, and I say, like sorry I, I wasn't sure how you you're, were you're Where we clearly new ghosts, here yeah ghosts aren't normal <laughs> well friend uh no easy way to tell this and maybe your friend in town already did but uh you're stuck here that means when you die, you end up like me until you get a new body. Some of us can't afford a new body, so we how just spend some time like this. How do you get a new body? Well, sometimes you wake up in a new body. I'm not quite sure how that works. There are, there are some folks around the area that would be happy to sell you a body that you could possess. Though some of them will try to rip you off. Uh, they'll steal that body back from you. And then there's the uh, the hags out over by the old mill. You bring them the, the right price, they'll summon you some sort of body. If somebody died in a house here, would their ghost still be here? Depends if they had spent the night here before they died. There's uh. a... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I say, I, I apologize again, but can I ask, did you try to leave and that's how you died? No, no. Uh, the uh, the Carsaros took me, used me for one of their uh, their ceremonies. Look, I'm, if you can be discreet, my friends and I need to come into contact with them. Obviously, you did, and it did not go well. Is there any advice you could give me? Yeah, stay the fuck away from them. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I saw them, they were hanging me upside down. They carved some kind of fucking symbol in my chest. And then slit my throat. Your throat looks okay now. That's good. <laughs> he waves his hand him? through his throat. He's like, of course it does. Of course it does. <laughs> okay. Um, you travel through these woods pretty frequently. Is there anything we should be on the lookout for? If you run into something in those woods, my advice would be to run. 
Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll see you again. And I like go to go to shake his hand and then and then like pull my hand back and say, oh no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> As you do that, kind of looks down at your arm. If you are trying to be discreet, uh, I'd cover that up if I were you. And he points to that the brand of the the King of Cups that's on your forearm. Because I don't know much about the occult, but I'm sure there's someone in this area uh, who would take an interest in that. And it's usually best not to draw too much attention to oneself. I feel like maybe my sleeves would have been rolled up and I like slowly like unravel it and kind of pull the sleeve back yeah. down. And I say, thank you. Thank you. And I kind of like back up, like still facing him and kind of back up mm-hmm. and let him go on his way. You know, see, like he makes the motion like he's like, uh, you know, uh, whipping the reins on his horse, but like the the reins are just like laying on the the seat, like through his leg, and the horse is just well trained enough that like when he says go, it starts to go. All right, I go back and I, I relay this information, and I kind of say, so it sounds like everybody says don't go, but I feel like we need to go, but literally everyone. <laughs> Not even one glimmer of hope. <laughs> that will do that to him. All right. So if, I don't know what it, uh, Caligari did something. I did something. Necromancer's doing something. I just wanted to check like the perimeter of the forest, see if I saw any trails or any signs of the brothers. Um, I also would probably ask a little bit around around town, like anything that maybe anybody who's came in contact with them, if they maybe know what they were looking for or what their goal was. Let's do a discern realities for that then, too. That's a uh, 14, Thomas. 14, okay. So you get uh, three of the questions from the list. And again, like, if you can bend the meaning a little bit. So, like, what happened here recently with the Glass Brothers? I, you know, right, let right, you do that. Right. Yeah, I probably would ask that one for starters. Okay. You're doing a pretty thorough job canvassing, I guess, and you it's part of your job, so you're, you're good at it. You eventually find out someone overheard them talking about going to Karsaro Keep. That's helpful. What's happened in this area recently? I guess that would be my next question. Are you focused more on the like on the city and like what's happened with the people who live there, or what's happened I- here like out of the ordinary? I'd say probably more out of the ordinary, because I've been here for just, like, maybe a few days and somewhat mm-hmm. familiarized it. I think the biggest thing is the the brothers coming into town the other night, making kind of like a, a stink in the, in the inn, and then taking off without paying. Some folks did also mention there was quite a few more of those, like, spies running through town than normal. And I think my final question is going to be, what should I be on the lookout for? You should be on the lookout for people either from the village or the surrounding area who might have an an unhealthy interest on newcomers. There's a certain amount of blood magic and dark magic and dark forces in this area, so having a fresh body would be very valuable to some people. All right, then. I'll take that information into account. I'd say on one of the days, I want to make like a wide trek around the village. Um, I want to probably head a little south, and when I feel like I'm in like a decent area that's maybe like out of the way, kind of a wooded area, I want to take the demon sword out that he was asking about, mm-hmm. give it a look over, and just kind of stab it into the ground and leave it there. Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors. If you've been enjoying our endeavors, let us know in an iTunes review. Or even better, talk to us at Wild Endeavors on Twitter and Instagram. Or even better still, tell a friend. After all, it's dangerous to go alone. Thank you as always to Kevin McLeod for the great music, and we hope you join us again next week.
as a tiefling, I feel like I would have weird feelings about necromancy. Um, not necessarily, because necromancy is more about um, like undead or death magic, whereas you have more an affinity toward like a demon or uh, like abyssal magic. Yeah, which is make me like weary about like not like it. The necromancy magic. Oh, um, I don't think anybody likes necromancy <laughs> except for necromancers. Um, it's it's yeah, not a, say, not a comforting thing to anybody. This <laughs> true. You guys leave me alone, all right? <laughs> okay. I think in this case they were talking about the hags, not you. But yeah. No, no, I was. I meant him earlier. <laughs> okay, well, this oh, as well. as the hags, he's the third hag. So you're gonna tell us. 